Okay, turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're looking at spiritual gifts. You have an outline there that we've been dealing with for about 20 some odd weeks. And we are looking at gifts that signal. Um, So verse 28, if I can get you to look at that. And God has appointed in the church first apostles and prophets, second prophets, third teachers, and then miracles, then gifts of healings, helps administration, various kinds of tongues. If you'd stop right there, um, and we'll ask the Lord to teach us. Father, help us to hear you this day. Help us to understand you this day. Um, And Lord, I just praise you for the amazing things that you have already done. Help us to hear your word, not what men says, not what experiences tell us. Father, what your word tells us. Lord, I I pray that your spirit teaches this day. And that, Father, what is heard is from the spirit of God, not from a man, not from uh, opinions. But, Father, from you who spoke this book. Father, may we hear you. May we rejoice in you. May we draw upon you to your glory and praise. Amen. We're looking at a, a, a text, a, a gift that is controversial, uh, to say the least. Um, it was controversial in the church in Corinth. Um, to say it is a greater controversy today may even be an understatement. Um, it was years ago, um, basically in a very small, minute uh, denomination. Uh, And since that time, it has grown uh, exponentially that it is now um, uh, mainline. And it comes in a, 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 a plethora of ways. And what I'm speaking of is the gift of tongues, the gift of languages, uh, what I find in the gift of languages, and I'm just going to kind of bring us all back up to speed again, is um, it is a true gift. I, I don't want anybody to think that I do not believe in the gift of languages, in the gift of tongues. Uh, Acts chapter 2 shows it. Acts chapter 10 shows it. Acts chapter 9 shows it. Okay, The apostle Paul even affirms it in verse 5 when he says, I w- of 14, I wish you all spoke in tongues. Okay, now, don't take that too far, and I'll deal with that in a minute. But what I want you to think about is, is what is propagated today true? Is it legitimate? Because there's one thing that I have learned, and and the hard way probably, is that everything that God does, our adversary counterfeits. Okay? Okay? And I was doing some research on this gift, what we call a gift, okay? And I can find it all the way back in 463 B.C., okay? And the writings of Plato, okay? What you will see here, let me show you. Go to chapter 14, all right? And he says, he who speaks in a tongue, okay? Lalo glasno, okay? Lala is to speak. Glaslo is a... Language. Here's what's amazing about this. Nowhere in Christendom is this taught. 
This phrase that is spoken here is coming from the pagan side. Okay, oh, what? No. Go with me over to um, what is it? Six. Yeah, Matthew chapter six. Let me show you something. He uses the same phrase Jesus does. Matthew chapter six, verse seven says. Okay, this is what Jesus says. <laughs> Sorry, that's it little snicker that gets me into trouble sometimes okay here's what jesus is talking about prayer when you are praying do not use meaningless repetition as the gentiles do for they suppose that they will be heard by their many words okay um meaningless repetition is new american standard translation it's lala bato is the Greek. Lala is to speak. Okay? Bato is an onomatopoeic word. Ooh. Okay? You know what that is? It's not a word. It's like a bee buzzes or a zipper zips or a gun goes bang. Okay, it's not a real word. So he says, don't say bata, 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 like you're going to be heard. Okay, or don't say zipper, 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 buzz, 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 bata, 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 <laughs> like you're going to be heard. And that's what Jesus is saying. And he says, who does that? Okay, the literal words is the pagans. The pagans. Listen, I've been involved in... Uh, Native American uh, religious ceremonies before. And you know what they do? They make noises. And they, they have this trance that they get into, ecstasies they call it. And they will seek out their spirit guides and all kinds of weird stuff. And don't, <laughs> don't ask me what I was doing there, because to this day I probably can't give you a valid answer. Okay, but I have seen this. I have seen it in Islam. I have seen it in the Hindus and the Buddhists. And it is, and the word in the original language in the Greek is this ecstasy. And it literally means to be outside of yourself. And they, the pagan religions say, if you get out of yourself, almost in a semi-unconscious state, you can do it through drugs, you can do it through frenzied emotions, and you can do all of this stuff that gets you out of this position. And once you're out of yourself, then you will start speaking to the gods in their language. All right? No one has a clue what you're saying, but the God does, and you and the God just hang out together. All right? That is the terminology that the Apostle Paul is using in the church in Corinth. Don't do these things. Now, now I'm going to deal with this in a big package, but I'm dealing with it piece by piece. Last week I showed you that God does not give spiritual gifts to men to give back to Him. Our spiritual gift is not for God. Jesus here in chapter 6 says, don't pray like the pagans. With this meaningless blah, 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 blah. Okay, what you hear in tongues today in the quote-unquote prayer languages or in those who claim to be speaking in tongues, what is it? Anybody know? It's bata, 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 bata. Or it might as well be buzz, 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 buzz. Isn't it? 
I have never heard anything in gift of languages that people are claiming God's working that are legitimate. Oh, is that nasty? That is nasty. Why? We have an adversary who strives to what? Counterfeit. Listen, if you have three miraculous gifts, the gift of miracles, the gift of healings, and the gift of tongues, of those three, which is the easiest to counterfeit? Tongues. What was wrong with the church in Corinth? They were self-centered. Everything was, I am of Paul, I am of Apollos. They were divisions, they were schisms all over the place. People were, you know what, if you're single, you're more spiritual than somebody who's married. And the married people were running around saying, if you're married, you're more spiritual than... Do you see what I mean? Single people. What was the emphasis? Self. That's why you've got all of chapter 13. What is chapter 13? Can it? Love does not boast. Love does not seek its own. And he says, you know what? If I can speak in the tongues of angels and men, and I have not love, I am just noisy. That's all. And you know what? I see that alive and thriving today. I see a lot of people in the church who are noisy. They're just noisy. Okay? And some of them believe that they're exercising the gift. Now then, go back to your text there, 1 Corinthians. Go to 14. All right? <coughs> Pursue love. Okay? Literally means chase it. Chase it. Okay? It, it, literally, you should get rid of 12, 13, and 14. It should all be one chapter. All right? Why? You need to be chasing love and earnestly desire spirituals. Okay? The heavenly realm. Okay? But especially prophecy. Why? What was the problem with the Corinthian church? I would argue today that the problem with the church today is the same problem with the Corinthian church. Okay? You know what it is? I ask this question. What is the church for? What's the church for? Why do we get out on a cold, snowy morning and gather together? Why? To strengthen one another. How? Through our gifts. And the preeminent gift is what? Hearing the word. Hearing the word. If I've got a person going, bata, 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 buzz, 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 zip, 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 how am I doing? Let me share with you something. The true gift of tongues does not edify. The gift that edifies is interpretation. Do you see that? Paul hammers that in 14, chapter 14. If you can't hear and understand it's unintelligible, what is it going to do for you? Nothing. Nothing. It ain't going to do anything for you. That's the argument. Why? I see people today who believe that they have a spiritual gift to give to God. God doesn't need your gift. He's complete. What are you going to do to edify him? Okay? So you see that one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. You see what he says? And he's basically saying your basic understanding of spiritual gifts is crooked. You're wrong. Spiritual gifts are not for God. They're for you and I. They're for you and I. Isn't that amazing?
I think that's totally cool. Listen, I want you to understand, I am not here knocking people who speak in tongues. Unless it's counterfeit. And if it's counterfeit, I'm going to say something to them. Okay? I'm going to do it on the basis of 1 Corinthians 13, in love. How do you do that? How do, what are you doing? Well, I'm praying to God. Well, what are you praying? Well, I don't know. Well, how's that working for you? Is it making you stronger? It sure makes you look like a show-off. I guess that probably isn't as quite as loving, is it? <laughs> who are we bringing attention to here? Let me show you something here. Verse 2. One who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands, but in his spirit he speaks mysteries. You know what he just said? You don't even know what you're saying. So, are you even edifying yourself? That's what Paul... See, I watch people try to take these first five verses of 14 and say, here, Paul says we need to do this. I look at it and say, is that what he's saying or is he being sarcastic? I think he's being sarcastic. I think he's saying, you know what? The whole basis for spiritual gifts, you guys are clueless. You don't even understand what they're for. Look what he says next. The one who prophesies, he does what? For what reason? Okay, the first thing we looked at last week, we said, you know what? The spiritual gift was not given to us to give to God. Okay, the second thing he says that is a perversion that takes place in this spiritual gift is what? Self-edification. Any person, I'm going to say this as gentle as I can, and you know how gentle I am. Any person who takes a spiritual gift and uses it for self-edification has prostituted the gift. I don't care what the gift is. If you use it to strengthen yourself, you have prostituted that gift. Okay? Because it says here that the gift is for who? Others. I don't care what the gift is. I, could care, I don't care what the gift is. Alright? If it's the, giving, the, the gift of giving, if it's the gift of mercy, if it's the gift of exhortation, if it is a, of uh, prophecy, it, it, I don't care what it is. Whatever the gift is, if you use it for yourself, you have prostituted that gift. Okay? Because the gift was given, and, and I'll get this in more detail. You're going to see it in verses 12 through 26 of 1 Corinthians 12. That's the unity chapter. That shows you the verses. That will show you what the, the primary issue and the problem was in the Corinthian church. There wasn't unified. Why? People were drawing to themselves. Look at me. Listen, I see it today. Oh, brothers and sisters, I see it today. Why do people want the speaking gifts over the serving gifts? So you can look at me. Look how great that is. And I see, I see it in this church. Is Terry preaching? Or is there somebody else coming? If I'm not here, why do people say, well, you know, I'll go play golf. Uh, I'm not as apt to be there. Why? If the person has the gift of teaching, is that not a gift from God to you? Correct? You know, man, I, I really wish we'd grab a hold of this. 
Listen, edification, when you edify, in and of itself it's okay. But edification, you can do it badly. Did you know that? You've already looked at it. You've already looked at it. Chapter 10. Remember talking about idols? All right? Meat offered to idols? He says, if you strengthen the weaker brother's conscience, the word strengthen is what? Edify. You will cause them to perish. What? That's what it says. You cause them to walk in something they're not capable of. You think you've strengthened them and all you did was lead to their perish. Whoa. Same word. Same word. So when you think about it, I'm just trying to edify somebody. Are you edifying to their strengthening or to their demise? You've already looked at this. See how it all ties together? I am here gifted to strengthen you. My gift ain't for me. My gift is for you. But you know what I really like? Your gift is for me. And if you're not exercising your gift for the saints, you've prostituted that gift. You've prostituted that gift. That's tough. But that's what was going on in church in Corinth. I see that going on in church in America today. Why? We've taken the outside stuff, okay? And we've brought it into the church. How how many times have you heard this? Well, when I went to that church, I could just feel God. Really? I thought it was spirit. Okay? You know what? I can't find in the Bible anywhere where he says to feel me. Okay? He does say, use your brain, Gumby. He's a thinking God. He puts some gray matter between your ears. Why? So you can take the facts, look at the facts, come to the conclusion and the power of the Holy Spirit and say, thus saith the Lord. What has happened to the church today? It has literally become sensual. It is sensual. It is based on senses. We believe that... You don't think so? Do you have a contemporary worship, a blended worship, or traditional? What's that based on? Senses. Senses. If they ask, anybody asks me that, all they're saying is, what kind of music do you have? And you've listened to music. Have you ever listened to music that just makes you sad? Okay, and then there's some music that makes you happy. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Okay. What are they saying that they want in the church now? Happy, joy, joy. Here we go. What are you basing your relationship with God on? Your senses. When you do that, when you do that, brothers and sisters, all you're doing is seeking to be counterfeited. When I seek what God does not offer, I am opening myself up to whom? Satan. And that's what has happened with the gift of languages. Okay? I believe that the gift of languages is a true gift. I'm going to deal with it in a couple of, in the next couple of weeks. I'll show you where it was worked. I'll even show you what its purpose was. There's a tremendous purpose for it. But you know what I like about the gifts of languages? 
The greatest thing that I like about the gift of languages, there's a huge thing about the gift of languages. God knew that having a person speak a foreign dialect had absolutely no ability to edify, so God in his wisdom gave somebody the gift to interpret so it would edify the people who believed. I like that. God says, don't worry, I've got the bases covered. How many times do you see this today? See what I mean? I really wish that we could grab a hold of this. The body of Christ comes together. It is supernaturally enabled so that you and I will be strengthened. You and I will be strengthened. Do you know I am desperate for your gifts? Did you know that? I have an overwhelming longing for you to minister to me in the power of God through the giftedness that he has given you. The divine enabling. Ask yourself a question. Are you? Are you? That's what this is all about. Look here. The one who prophesies speaks to men for what? For their edification. And look what is so cool about it. When you preach. Okay, now I want you to understand. um, Prophesy. Stand before and proclaim. Okay? I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I'm going to do it anyway. What is the gender specifics on this one? Really? Where's it at? They ain't in there. You telling me that God only gives the gift of prophecy to men? Just say that. It says, stand before and speak. Proclaim. That's what I mean. He who prophesies will strengthen men. Who can prophesy? Whoever has the gift. Okay, now be real careful. I'm not talking about an elder. Okay, I'm not talking church leadership. Because at the end of this chapter, he says the prophets prophets are subject to who? Those who prophesy. What are they saying? You know, people ask yourself a question. Do you think women have the ability to teach? Do you believe that women can have the spiritual gift of teaching? Okay. We all believe that. Okay. Listen, I know some phenomenal women teachers. Okay. I am an elder. I have to give an account for your souls. All right. How do I find out if a woman's teaching error or not? I'm going to have to go listen to her. Well, you can't do that. A woman, really? Better think about that one. Okay, now listen. A woman doesn't have authority over a man. The authority, I don't even have authority over you. The only authority I have is this book. Okay, and then I can say, but the Bible says this, and you ain't doing that, and you know what? I can't even change it in. I said, well, okay, I pointed out, Lord did my thing, and do my Pontius Pilate thing, wash my hands up. <laughs> I, I try it. And God says that don't work either. Okay, but he said, I'm trying to get at. That's the kind of stuff. He who prophesies, the individual who God has empowered to stand before and speak, strengthens those who hear. What's the purpose of the church? To speak forth the word. What do you do in Sunday school? 
I don't know. I've seen that Plato thing that Jake had. I'm not really sure I want to get into Sunday school anymore. <laughs> that may be a bad question for me. You know what? I may have to let you guys teach yourselves for a while. I may need to start looking at what's going on in the Sunday school classes. Uh, I heard some laughing in maths class, and I'm, I don't know what that was about either. Anyway, that, did you see what I'm trying to get at, people? Okay? When you come together in this body, what are you going to get? Somebody's going to throw the Bible at you. I don't care who it is, but you're going to get the Bible. I mean, it may be in the women's class. It may be in the Sunday school class, uh, Matt's class. It may be in uh, the younger kids' class. Even in the nursery, they toss that stuff around. Why? How am I going to strengthen somebody? I'm going to give him the book. What he's saying is, look what he says. One who speaks in a tongue does what? Verse 4. That's the prostitution of the gift. The gifts were not given to give back to God. And the gifts were not given for yourself. That's the gift of tongues, the gifts of languages. Do we understand that? I, I want us to understand this because um, this is powerful. And the, the, well, the one that we're getting really hit with is the prayer languages. It's a prayer language. And they use one verse. Okay, Romans 8, the spirit intercedes with groanings too deep to be understood. Okay, now let me ask you a question. Okay, that's, that's got to be like praying in the spirit or something, right? That's, you know, I'm in the spirit. Okay, here's my question on praying in the spirit. Take all of your epistles. Okay, now take all of the prayers in the epistles. Okay, every letter that Paul or Peter wrote, and there's an offering up of a prayer. Okay, uh, don't stop there. Okay, take all the prayers of Christ. All right, every prayer of Christ. Okay, in the gospel record, even in the book of Revelations, take all of them. Okay, and then take all of the prayers of the Old Testament. Okay? What's the language? Language of the hearer. That's the language of the hearer. Well, but he says here, what about the language of angels? Chapter 13, verse 1. Okay? What's the language of angels? When Gabriel stood before Mary, he looked at Mary, shining in all of his glory, and went, bata, 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 bata. And Mary said, what? What did he say? You are most blessed among women. You have found a child, seed of God. It, the word angel means Messenger. I'm not going to send an Ethiopian angel over to Swaziland and see if they can understand what the angel is saying. Do you see what I, I... What is this? Why? There's chaos. The end of chapter 14 says God is a God of order. Why? He ain't just out here willy-nilly, fling, woo, what's this? See if they can figure it out. That ain't the way he does it. 
It's very specific. It's very planned. So one of the things that I want you guys to understand about the spiritual gift of tongues is, one, all spiritual gifts, tongues included, are not for God. God does not need the Holy Spirit talking to him and nobody else know what's going on. When God the Son was in the garden asking God the Father, take this cup from me, if there be any other way, but your will be done. Why did John manage to get it written down? I mean, that is the instant that God is talking to God. And he made it so that you and I would understand it. Why would he change now? Listen, there are times when I pray for situations and circumstances. I haven't got a clue what God's will is in the purpose. I don't know what's going on here, Lord. But you know what? I know I bring it before you and you are the God of mercy. You are the God of all wisdom. You are the God of all power. Help me understand. We are going through some stuff here on an individual basis in this church right now. And the people have talked to me about it. And I said, know this, know this emphatically, whatever is going on, God's going to be glorified and you need to be seeking his face to find out what the glory is. Okay, And you don't have to do it in Hebrew. You don't have to do it in Swahili. You don't have to do it in the Greek. You don't have to do it in Rasmussen Greek. You don't even have to do it in Southern Drawl. Because God says, y'all. What do you mean y'all? <laughs> I don't know what a y'all is. Or yuns. <laughs> yuns. Yuns need to do something. I've been trying, Lord. Um, but he said I'm trying to get at I do believe in the gift of languages. Absolutely. I believe in the gift of interpretation of languages. I believe in the gift of miracles. I believe in the gift of healings. I do not believe they're operating right now. Why? I haven't seen them. That's why. The things that are called miracles are not miracles. The things that are called healings are not healings. 1.2 million were checked. None of them were verified. And I didn't go do it. A doctor went and did it. Not one. That's pretty good. If you had a doctor who had absolutely no success, would you go to him? Why would people do that? Well, it's their emotion. It's, I am tied up in it. I am sent, my senses are stirring about this. My heart is broken. I'm grieving. Absolutely, I understand how it works. Here's the problem. The counterfeit has moved into the body of Christ. And we stand there and smile at it and embrace it. Well, I just think they're speaking in languages and they're just having fun. No, it's paganism. It's paganism. That's what it is. Do you see the difference? Well, I hope I make it clear. The prayer languages, I don't see no prayer languages in the scriptures. 66 books, all the prayers offered in the scriptures, I understand what you're saying. Why? Did you know that prayer can edify the hearer? Did you know that? Scary, isn't it? That's why sometimes you may hear me prayer. I may quote scripture in it, and I don't even know why I'm doing it. It just may flow with what's what's going on. But you know what? If I'm quoting scripture, guess what you're getting? Strengthened. Why do I preach? Strengthened. Why do I preach all the time? <laughs> Can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how else to do. I've had people say, you know, you were teaching, you sound like you were preaching. Oh, well. 
I already told you, you know what the main size of my gift is? Speak before and yell at you. Or prophecy. It is. There is some teaching. There is some discernment. There is there are all kinds of things make up the package. But the, the hard side of it is that I prophesy. And you know what I found? Nobody likes that. But that's okay. The Thessalonians, he says, you know what? Don't despise prophetic utterances. Why? If you want to be strengthened, you want to be used in the kingdom of God, don't despise these things. Those who despise them, God's going to pinch you. Okay. Do, you see what I'm, do you see what I'm trying to get at? I'm not against people who say they have this or they don't have that gift. That's what I'm saying. But I've got to look at it biblically and say, what does it say biblically? Okay, here's the problem that exists. Preeminence. Okay, preeminence. If you're seeking a gift, okay, and I'm going to end with this thought. If you're seeking a gift, what gift should you seek the most of? Prophesy. That's what Paul says. Why? Because the guy or the woman who prophesies will speak forth the Word of God, and it is through the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit that the individual is strengthened. And if you're truly honest with Scripture, what we've looked at, the gift of administration, the gift of helps, the gift of service, the gift of giving, the gift of um, exhortation, the gift of preaching, the gift of teaching, those are all more to be desired than the gift of tongues. Even the gift of interpretation, the last thing you should ever want is what? Tongues. Because tongues in and of itself does not edify at all it's no ability to has no ability to and i'll show you why in a couple of weeks it is impossible for the gift of tongues to edify anybody he even says you can't even edify yourself you're speaking mysteries well what good is a bunch of mysteries what was the biggest problem in the church in corinth selfishness selfishness everybody was self-centered Why? What were they pursuing? Show off. What do you see today? Same thing. Same thing. You can go into the conservative line of of the church and you'll see that people want to be teachers or preachers. Uh, A lot of these quote-unquote women preachers and pastors, it's all ego. I want to do this. Why? Because that's the one that gets the press. Really? Why do they keep sticking these microphones in front of these morons? I have never heard such silliness. He's a man of God. He's a woman or she. I guess in some cases he is a woman of God. I don't know. It's just a weird time we're in, isn't it? (laughs) You you just can't tell anymore. (laughs) Everybody's sort of ambidextrous. Um, (laughs) Well, isn't that true? They're left and right. (laughs) It's ego, brothers and sisters. Listen, you have a person. The word Satan means adversary. You have an adversary. He has three plays. Three things that he attacks you with. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. Okay? You know what I've learned? He doesn't even have to attack with the pride of life. 
We do that on our own. Absolutely on our own. Most of the Christians that I see suffering today are because of their own pride. Their own pride. I just don't feel like doing it. Or I don't want to do it. That's, that's not me. I don't want to share that. I, I can do it. I can handle it. I can do this. Give me a break. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's one of the things that I've shared with you guys over and over and over and over again. When I look at people and I'm dealing with people and I'm wrestling with people, I always look to see if they're teachable. Okay? If they're not teachable, I just almost, I don't have anything to say. And, and I'm not talking about a person who's trying to intellectually ascend to, uh, I've got my eschatology nailed down, I've got my soteriology nailed down, I've got my ecclesiology nailed down. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm ta- you know what, I have learned from people who are infants in Christ probably more than I have since some of the giants. And that's a person who is teachable. The more I understand about God, the more I understand I don't understand about God. I mean, it's that easy. And all I do is I go back and look at the book. What does the book say? You know, and I had a guy come up to me who has his PhD, and he says, I admire you. And I said, really? And, and I mean, I admire this guy. This guy is amazing. He says, because you don't have the clutter in your life. And I said, the what? <laughs> you haven't seen me, have you? <laughs> and he says, you don't. He says, you're not worried about whether you're pursuing this or this language or this. Language. You just go to the book. If it's in there, great. If it isn't, I don't even worry about it. Why aren't we all that way? And I can tell you why. Some of you in this room are not teachable. I love you, but you know what? You're not teachable. Uh, don't worry. I, you know what? I'm, I'm happy because God will take you to the place you'll be teachable. He is very faithful at that. Um, I call it beating like a redheaded stepchild, but he'll take you there. And he does it because he loves you. But he'll put you in a place that you'll be teachable. I'm, okay. And, you know, my biggest fear is not for you to be teachable. Is that when I become unteachable, then I'm in trouble. Because he likes to scourge me. He may just beat you. He rips hide off me. Okay, but you see what I'm trying to get at? That's the same thing with these gifts. My gift ain't for me. My gift is for you. Your gift is for me. And I long for you to exercise your gift. I desire. I crave it. I rejoice when I watch it happen. But I'll be honest with you. Not enough of you doing it frequent enough. I mean, just about as, you know, how I beat around the bush. Okay? You know what? Some of you I've known for years and years, and to this day I haven't got a clue what your spiritual gift is. You know what that means? You're not yielded. And until you yield, um, we'll stand around and scratch our head looking, wondering, wondering what their purpose is. Okay? And I'll be honest with you, I, some of you are seeking the showy gifts. You want to be seen. Fine. Understand this. A teacher's judgment is harsher. And uh, if that don't fear you, um, you better not be a teacher. So we've looked at this. He says, pursue love. And yet desire earnestly spirituals, spiritual realm, divine enabling. Okay? But understand that this gift, 
was a signal. And I'll show you the signal. It, gives, it was a sign. This gift isn't secret. This, <laughs> actually, chapter 4, he tells you what it's all about. Uh, it's amazing that they will use part of chapter 4, but they don't read the whole thing because it tells me what the gift's about. Okay? But he t- lays it all out there. But he says, understand the basis for your spiritual gift. Your spiritual gift first is not for God. Your spiritual gift second is not for you. The spiritual gift given as the Spirit wills is for the edification of the saints. Okay? If you're not involved with the saints, you don't have to worry about being edified or edifying, do you? You don't have to worry about it. I'm not involved with it. Well, you don't have to worry about sharing that gift. Okay? And you have therefore prostituted what God has given you. Bummer. I can tell you what B.B. Warfield called. You've made a whore of it. So I thought I'd, I'd go with prostitute. <laughs> I mean, this is going out someplace. And he's doing what? What kind of Baptist are they? See what I'm trying to get at? Why? Those who would try to take a gift and say it is for God are show-offs. Those who take a gift and use it for their own edification are self-centered. What's the difference? That's what Paul is saying. That's what Paul is saying. So when I look at the position of spiritual gifts, I would take anything over the gift of tongues. Anything. And I mean, God gave me one that I just don't want. I, I, when they told me, I know what your gift is. We've watched you. We know what your gift is. It's preaching and exhortation. My heart went right through my feet. You know why? What did John the Baptist do? He came out of the wilderness doing what? Preaching and exhorting. And they cut his head off. And so guess what? I got the head removal gift. They're going to come after me and cut my head off. And some of you said, I'm going to see it, hurry. Uh, <laughs> like, where's the guys with the gift of cutting heads off? Okay, <laughs> they're, they're lagging here. You see what I'm trying to get at? I, when I heard that, I thought, oh my goodness. But as I looked at tongues, I said, there, you know what? I'd rather have preaching and exhortation than tongues. Because tongues is absolutely useless. It has no purpose. That's not true. It does have a purpose. But it's not for the edification of saints. You will see that tongues is actually for unbelievers. You know what it's for? Their condemnation. That's what the gift's for. It says it. Chapter 14, read it. It's for condemnation. If I have the gospel and I can only speak English and you can only speak Russian and I teach you the gospel, how are you going to get saved? You ain't. But you know what? You cannot stand before a holy God and say you did not hear the gospel. But God said, I've hardened your heart. You can't hear. And I'll bring it to you in a language you cannot understand. And I'll show you how that all plays out. Please understand this. You have an adversary. Okay? And his primary function is to counterfeit the true things that God has. Okay? And if you think that you're immune to it, you're a fool. 
Here's the second thing. His primary target is the church. The Bible preaching church is his target. And let me tell you something that I've learned the hard way. He don't have that many targets. There are not that many Bible preaching churches. Okay? So his targets of opportunity are smaller in number. And I love you guys, but every one of you have a big red bullseye on you. And he will do everything he can to counterfeit you and to confuse you. Because he can't stop you from being saved. But he can stop you from being effective. And I think that you and I need to really look at ourselves and ask ourselves a very simple question. Am I being effective? In eternal things. I'm not talking about getting the sidewalks cleaned and stuff like that. I'm talking about eternal things. Am I being effective? Because the power source that is behind a Christian is only that that spoke existence into being. And if you're not being effective, you either put yourself at a place where you're not relying on God or you have counterfeited what God is doing. Okay? Both of those are bad places. All right? So when you think about the gifts of tongues, think about it on the list of priorities. It's the last thing. Don't, I don't need it. Okay? I'd rather have the gift of interpretations and anything above that. Okay? Understand spiritual gifts are not for God. They are for men. Understand that your spiritual gift is not for you. It is for us. Okay? Very simple, very easy. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your gifts. And Lord, I, I am amazed at what you do. Uh, Lord, um, you show us in your word that we can edify wrongly. Father, let us not fall into that. Father, we know we fight uh, an enemy who counterfeits. Father, let us understand your truth so that we do not stumble into the counterfeit. Father, guard us. Those of us, Lord, who have the gift of discernment, discernment, Father, let us be ever so diligent. Father, those of us who have been given oversight over the body of Christ, Father, may we be diligent. May we, we, may we not back down from pointing out error. And if we have to, name names. Father, let us be bold in the confidence that you give us. But, Father, let us do it in love. Let us do it in love. Father, help us. The, the, the time is dangerous. Oh, Lord, so dangerous. Father, help us to walk in a manner worthy. Help us to walk to your glory and praise. Help us to be unified, so united, that they cannot separate us collectively from God the Father, God the Son, or God the Holy Spirit. Father, sanctify us truth. And Father, may we fall more and more in love with your truth. To you and you alone, my King, my Savior, my Lord, my Redeemer. Amen.